We're going to share the word this morning and it will bless your life. All the rest of you, you know how we do it here. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time together, Lord, that we can come and sit at your feet. Holy Spirit, that you teach us, you lead us, you guide us. And I thank you for your presence here and in me that you let me say exactly what needs to be said to your people. And that you do confirm it with signs and wonders. And we thank you for it. We thank you, of course, Lord Jesus, that you shed that blood for us. Whew. Oh, what a precious substance. Nothing like it. And we thank you for it. We thank you that all you've given us, Lord. And we give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name. Whew. Wow. Gave it all up for us. Okay, my title is Don't Slip Back Into Ignorance. You know you can do it. Amen? I mean, all we got to do is think back to our high school days. Do we remember everything we had in high school? No. No. Not unless you use it daily. But I mean, our history, all that, a lot of that's fading. People are, the, of course, the people nowadays are ignorant of our history pretty much. All that, all that it has, and, and, and the fact that God was in all of it, in those people uh, for our country when they came over here to start this country. Then we know that the Constitution is, it's all God's word. That's why it stood for so long. And, uh, but no, if we don't keep it alive before us, uh, it will die out and you will be ignorant. Amen? Uh, and you know what the word says about ignorance. God doesn't want us to be ignorant. He's given us everything we need in his word. And it's up to us to take it. It's no different. And Pastor Bob shared it many times. You can have a feast before you. But if you don't choose to, to dive in and eat. It doesn't do any good. Amen. And the word of God is that important. It is our living bread. I was listening to something last night. Bethlehem. That's what that word means, is, is the bread, the bread. is where Jesus was born because he was the bread of life. And you know, I mean, it would take you forever to go in and study the Hebrew and the Greek and all that and find out. But God didn't just say a word to say a word. He had meaning behind it. He had everything behind it. And it all tells a story, and most of it's the story of our Lord and Savior and God's promises to us. So, but... Anywho, we're going to start in Galatians 3. 1 through 3. Do we have a monitor or do I need to pull my... No monitors? All right. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right. Galatians 3, verses 1 through 3. It says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Or are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Well, we know better than that, don't we? We know the flesh cannot make anything perfect. But he's talking to them about that. And what they've done is they've slipped back into ignorance of where they, where they, how they got into uh, Christ. And, and they're going back to their 
natural way of doing things and trying to do everything in the flesh. And that's, you know, Pastor Bob shared that too, too many times here with us. Not too many, probably not enough because we aren't doing it. But anyhow, he shared it all the time with us that we need to live our life in the spirit realm and because we're a spirit being. That's who we are. Yeah, we are in the flesh, but we are a spirit being and we are we are living and operating in a spiritual kingdom. And he's given us the laws of his kingdom, how to operate in them. And he's given us everything we need. We need to keep the truth before us. Know the word. We know that Jesus is the only and the ultimate truth. He is the only truth. Learn it, know it, walk in it always, and your path will be blessed. We know that. I mean, you know, we hit, we hit and miss sometimes, but when we're walking in that, boy, seems like things are going great, and then all of a sudden you do a left turn, and what happened? What happened? Uh, we get lazy or interested in other things, okay? That's the world, and the devil's goal is to pull us off. That's all he can do. He can't take us to hell, but he can pull us off the word of God. He can pull us off of, of walking in that spirit life, and that's all he tries to do. And, uh, you know, it's no different than we're going to take a trip to New England, but we get sidetracked and we go through California to get there, which is kind of just crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's going to take you, and that's not the point, because the path is straight and the path is narrow, and God's laid that path out for us with his word, and it's important that we get a hold of it. But he is talking to these people, and this is exactly what these people have done. Are you so foolish? You've begun in the spirit, but you're going to try and perfect yourself in the flesh. You're not, it's not going to happen. We know that. We know that. And you know what? Jesus gave up all that he had. He gave up his flesh for us. And you know what? He's asking us to do the same thing. It's not that we, not that we do not, are not able to have all the good things in life, but what he does want us to do is put other people before ourselves. Amen, which is hard to do for some people. Okay? It's hard to do for some people. It's hard to do for us sometimes. You know, that we would give up of ourselves for somebody else to help somebody else. But that's exactly what he did. He gave up his entire life. Not, not a decision, not a 30-minute not a thing that you're going to try and do to help somebody. No, he gave up 33, 33 and a half years that he had to walk perfect. So he, he denied himself anything that he could have had because he wanted to do the Father's will. And the decision we need to make is we need to know that the Father's will is good for us. And he will not, as it said, that... Jesus gave it all up, but then God not only gave his best, but then he gave us everything else. He gave us Jesus, but then he gave us everything else. So we lack nothing, but it's, if, if we back out of it as these people did and we step back and we become ignorant of the blessings, ignorant of the promises, we're not going to be able to enter into them. That's why it's so important that we keep it before us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8. We know what this says. Um, but you know what? We need to hear it again. 
He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. All right? This applies to today. It's a spiritual principle. It's not something for the Old Testament, not for the New Testament. That's one of God's principles there that we need to do, and we need to walk in that and keep that before us. All right. His laws have not changed. His purpose has not changed. His vision and his goal hasn't changed either. He still wants his people to have it all. We need to know that. He's given it all to us through Jesus. But if we don't keep it before us, then we will. And, you know, you can call it whatever you want. It's, it's, it's sliding back into ignorance. You're, you're negating what has been given to you. And you shouldn't. Okay. Um, we've heard things, I've heard things, and, and I know we all have heard things many years ago that we grabbed a hold of and, and got hooked up with, and then all of a sudden it, it slipped one day, and then it might be two years, and you scratch your head and you say, oh, whether it's a confession, whether it's something you do, or how you read your, read your Bible, or whatever, all right? He wants his people to have it all, and we need to know that we are Abraham's descendants through Christ, we are Abraham's descendants. And God had given Abraham the world. He said, as far as you could see. So that means if he got on a camel and he went, he could see further and further every place he went. But God did give all those things to Abraham, and we are heirs of Abraham, so we need to get with the program. Amen? We should have control of this country. It shouldn't be run the way it's run. And it is the church. It's not anybody else. It's the church that let it fall down. And granted, they were, they were lulled into a sleep. But you know what? I don't know about you, but I'm awake now. And I speak over my country now. We pray over this country every, every day. And it's important that we do that so that we can turn the ship. Believe me, it's been headed the wrong way for a long time, but we need to get it turned around, and we're going to. It is going to get turned around because it is God's country, and it's not going to go down the chute. I do know that. Irregardless of what happens, it's still God's country. And as long as we keep him first, it doesn't matter if there's one person in the country that does this. One person in the country that does this. This country can turn around. But we do know there's more than that. Amen. Amen. We need to know who we are. We need to know who our God is. Nobody has less or more to do than anyone else. We need to just hear and do what we're supposed to do. Amen. And we need to keep it fresh on the inside of us. Amen. Nobody likes going in the refrigerator and getting old, old, old vegetables or old lettuce or whatever. We like to keep it fresh, and the word is, it's a, living, it's a living person on the inside of us. And he needs food to live and to survive, and that's how we do it. We feed on that word. That is the bread of life, just as the word tells us. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And he is. And it's getting a hold of that. And I know, you know, we came from a... We came from a the denominational church that we had never got taught that in. But you know what? I know now and I see now 
exactly. And it's, you know, and, and then when Jesus, of course, Jesus said, if you have to, if you love me, you're going to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And, and of course, they all panicked. You know, because back in the day, that's what they were doing, okay? Not that they're not doing it now, but that's what they were doing back in the day. And it was obvious, and it probably kind of startled them, and it did startle his, everybody walked off, and, and here's his disciples, and they're shaking their head. But we know and understand what he was saying. Amen? And, and they didn't have it then, but they got it after the Holy Spirit came into them. They got it, and they understood it. And they walked in it, and you know, uh, all but one of them had their life taken for the gospel's sake. So, I don't believe it's going to come to that for us, but you know what, if it does, it does. I believe he'll be back before then, so. Let's take a look at Romans 8. We're going to be Romans 8, 28 through 32, and then 37. Romans 8, verses 28 through 32, and then we're going to jump to 37. It says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, those he also glorified. That's you and me. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Just go to just pop up to 37. I shared that with you already, but he didn't spare a son. He gave us everything. It says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Okay? We need to know that. That's something you need to keep before you. When you get up and, and, and you're entering into a battle, <laughs> you need to know, hey, the victory's mine. I don't care what it is. Doesn't matter whether it's cancer, whether it's financial stuff or whatever it is. You need to know. I am the victor. Amen. Jesus said, I am the victor. And we need to do that. Now we know the pre and people get into this predestined thing. We've all been predestined. Everybody on the face of the earth has been predestined. Okay? And we have all been called. If you answer the call, good. A lot of people don't answer it. But it says then he, the ones that answer... He's not only does he justify him, but then he's going to glorify him. In other words, we should be able to be known by what we do. Not always what we say, but people ought to be able to see Jesus operating through us. I went to a memorial service uh, Friday, and, and it was a good friend of mine, and his son got up and spoke, and he he. He shared a scripture about where Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. But then he went on and he was sharing about his dad. He says, you know, he never had to teach me anything. He says, I watched him and that's how I learned because I watched him because he exemplified Jesus. Amen. Uh, and we need to be able to do that. We need to be able to do that. We should be seen in, in the things we do. 
should exemplify him and he should be able to be seen through us. The thing we must keep before us, fresh and alive, we are more than conquerors, okay? You know why? Because he said we are. For no other reason. He said we are. And we need to take our, take our armor and take the word of God, the sword, and we need to defeat whatever comes at us. We can't lay down. We can't get lethargic. I mean, you're in a fight for your life a lot of times. And you might not think the first one is. If you lose the first one, you're okay. No. You don't want to lose any of them because the first one will build to the second one and you'll take on that lethargy and you won't, you won't take on the attitude of a victor or of a conqueror. Amen? Not only did he say that, he said we are more than conquerors. <clears throat> that needs to become alive on the inside of you. We need to get alive Well, we need to stay alive, but when the, devil's, when the devil's kicking you all over the neighborhood, you need to know that's going to stop. That's when we open our mouth and decree and declare, amen, that I am the victor. All right? And uh, going back many, many years, I used to do that in baseball when I played baseball in high school. I had no problem telling myself I was the best there was. And if you don't tell yourself, <laughs> nobody else is going to tell you. And then you know what you do? You go out and prove it. I didn't know God that much that day, but I did what I needed to do, and pretty much everybody knew it. Not that it's just something that my dad had taught me. You need to know who you are, and then he needs to do what you said you were going to do. So... It, it's important that we know that, all right? We want, to, uh, we want to walk in what the Word says, but, but we want to take the Word and we need to break down that, those thoughts that we have, okay, that come at us. You know, it talks to us in <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 10.4 that the thoughts are going to come at you and you know that. Amen? They're coming at you. <clears throat> but they're not your own thoughts most of the time. Sometimes I do think I'm a little goofy sometimes, but, you know, I get over, I get over that real quick. <laughs> but it's usually the enemy's talking to you, and what he's trying to do is he's trying to pull you off that, you know what, you're not as good as God said you were. You're not, you're not who, you sa who God said you were. And that's where we need to stand up, and we need to know God does not speak a falsehood. He didn't speak it about Job, and he won't speak it about you. He speaks the truth. He spoke what Jesus did. His Holy Spirit lives in us. And we need to know what the Word of God says. And you need to get that Word alive on the inside so it can come up and talk to you. You know, the Scripture, I think, in Proverbs says, it will be with you when you, it'll lay down with you when you sleep, and then... And when you walk, it will talk to you. That is the, the spirit of the word talking to us. And it's leading and guiding us where we need to go. Amen? I mean, the Holy Spirit is our guide, isn't he? <clears throat> He's the one that's going to take us through this life. We just need to have the road map. And the road map's the word. And he will show us and lead us and guide us according to that word. 
If somebody doesn't have the word in them, they're going to have a problem hearing from the Spirit of God because they don't have anything to, it's like jumping in your vehicle and you don't have a, a road map and you've shut off your GPS on your car, okay? You don't have a road map, you're going to have problems finding where you want to go unless you know. Amen? So it's important. <clears throat> but yeah, we need to break out of our old thinking, which is what the word is for. We all have old thinking. Someplace, somewhere, in that cavity between our ears, it's in there someplace. But that's why we need to renew it with the Word. Hebrews 5, we're going to do 12 and 13. Hebrews 5, 12 and 13. <clears throat> It says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Okay? After all, that everybody pretty much that's been in here, we ought to be in that position, okay? We ought to be able to teach something. Amen? And like I said, maybe it's just your actions that are going to teach people. But we've got to have that alive on the inside of us. And that's what he's saying here. These people done the same thing the ones in, in Corinthians done. Um, they backed up. It needs to become a way of life. It needs to become a way of life. It needs to become not secondhand. It needs to become firsthand. We need to lay the, lay the flesh down and, and walk according to the Spirit. And again, once something has life, it needs, and you know, we know the, the Word of God is a seed that's deposited in it, but it needs to be watered and it needs to be fed so that it can grow up and produce in our life. <clears throat> and of course, that Word being alive on the inside, we know who that is. Amen. It is a person. So, we need to keep him first and foremost and, of course, attend to his each and every need and desire for us because it's all in our best interest. And it's important that we do that. Amen. And we need to get over the milk, okay? Babies don't drink milk all their lives. I mean, people do drink it all their lives, but they don't live on that. They need more. They need solid food. But, of course, a baby starts out with the milk. And, uh, but it's important that we do that. So <clears throat> we need to partake and become. We don't want to be unskilled in the word of righteousness. We're not going to make it. You know, it's no different in any kind of a business. If you went into a business and you were being taught and you never become skilled, you might as well hang it up because you're not going to make it. Whether you're a painter or a carpenter or whatever you do, you're not going to make it. Especially if you're a carpenter, you might be fingerless when you're all done if you're not skilled about it. <clears throat> oh, Pastor Bob's done that a time or two, hasn't he? <laughs> he he's, he's had his fingers, but he's, he's come close. First uh, Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 4, Paul's talking to the... He says, and 
I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able. For you are still carnal, for where there is envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I'm of Paul, and another, I'm of Paulus, are you not carnal? In other words, they're not of Christ is what they're saying, and they have not grabbed on to what he had told them, okay? He's trying to talk to them spiritually. And you know what? We bump into people out there, and we start talking to them. And sometimes we've got to tone down what we know because you're, you're up here, and it's important that we... No, and you know, the Holy Ghost will know what to say. So if we're, if we're in tune with the Holy Ghost, you know, we don't, go, we don't go and share with somebody something that, you know, is way down the road. It needs to be the gospel, which is Jesus Christ has died for you. Amen, and was raised, and you can have eternal life in him. But, and it's important that we do that because people, people aren't, uh, who we are talking to somebody, they've been going to, church all their life and we talk to them a little bit and you kind of kind of like you're in the twilight zone and they don't have a clue and I'm backing up and it's you know some of it's pretty elementary to us but we back up and you know take another route at some point in time so so that you can share with them and it's not that we try and you know show them all we know it's just we want we want that anointing to, to hit them so that they can have an opportunity to make that choice, okay? We're talking, Paul here, he's dealing with men, and none of them have, uh, are spiritual, okay? They've reverted back to where they were, and that's what we don't want to do. And that's pretty much what, you know, the term backslidden means. You've slid back. You haven't kept going forward, and it's important that we do that. And that's a decision that you got to make every day, you know. Anybody roll over in bed and say, I'd like to stay in bed all day? Am I the only one? <laughs> had the thought. It's never happened, but I had the thought, okay. <laughs> sometimes I thought I should have after I got going through the day sometimes, okay. Because I didn't grab the day, it grabbed me. But no, it's important. It's important. Why do we need to make that decision? And you know what? Roll out of bed knowing you're more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. Amen? I used to do that with Christy when we'd get up. When, she, when we just started going to church, she'd get up in the morning. I'd, I'd sing James Brown, I feel good to her, and get her going in the morning. She'd turn around and walk away, stomp her feet a little bit. But <laughs> She still reminds me of that too, okay? <laughs> Let's me know that. <laughs> Mark 9, 23 and 24. Mark 9, 23 and 24. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible. To him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. 
All right. We need to know that what God said is true. And if we don't meditate on it, that verse in 23 there, all things are possible with God. And it takes meditation. It doesn't take your mind wandering where you want it to go, but it takes meditation on that word, knowing that that is the ultimate truth. It doesn't matter what uh, the news media says. It doesn't matter what the politicians say. What God said is the truth. And it will not change, never. And we need to get a hold of it. Amen? And it's, you don't want to think, because, you know, we can agree with things that we read, but that's not believing them. That's not believing them. And it's easy to agree with them. But it takes some time and it takes some effort to believe them, to get them alive on the inside. Okay? It's not just to give me. I mean, God has given it to us, but it's not just to give me to get it and have it and have it working in your life. We must believe. And again, just like the Father said, Lord, help me with my unbelief. Well, He'll help you with your unbelief, but it's going to be coming through meditating on His Word. It's not, he's not going to come down and, and uh, you know, take a Q-tip and clean out what you're thinking because he can't do that. But he'll do it through the word and he'll, as you take that word and renew your thoughts and renew your mind, you can get to that point to where you can anything, have anything with God. Believing has to come from the heart. Amen. This is basic, but it's, it's the foundation for the life that we live. It's got to come from the heart. And if you, if you know how to do that and get in that position, then you can do that and you can have anything. <laughs> Jesus didn't just say those things to say things. He said them with a purpose. He said them to let you know God's will, the Father's will, and he pretty much proved it in his, in his walk in his life. And we have many, many of the body of Christ that are proving it nowadays just by operating on what he told us. That we need to believe it in our heart and speak it out our mouth. It's basic, but it is important. In the days that we're in, <laughs> the world and the devil know it's getting close to the end. I don't know if the world does, but the devil does. Okay. But um, he's trying to stop us. And you know, it's like somebody fighting. You're dragging them someplace and they don't want to go. The closer you get, they're going to fight. They're going to fight, kick, and scream. And that's what the devil's going to be doing. And he's going to try and stop everybody. Like I said, he can't stop us from going to heaven. But he's going to try and stop our influence with other people. And that's where we need to step up and know that we are more than a conqueror. Uh, I don't, in anything that I've ever prayed for people that they've received something from God, I definitely don't want them, and I, I make it very plain, I don't want to be some kind of a hero to them because I didn't do anything other than what I was told to do. But it is Jesus. He is the one that follows our words and our actions, and he fulfills those things 
that he wants us to do. I mean, we do have the easy part, <laughs> you know, but we have to be in a position to believe that and make sure that we do what he leads us to do. And you know what? If we bumble it sometimes, he's big enough to cover up for us, all right? He'll do it because you put his son's name out there, and he will honor that name, and he'll do what those people need to do. Amen? And, and there again, it comes into talking and sharing with people. It's very simple. You know, praying for somebody for healing, this is what the Bible says. If I lay my hands on you, you'll be healed. It's that simple. Don't need to pray. Don't need to roll around on the ground, pray in tongues for an hour. Just do what it says. Amen? And more than often, God's answered that when I've, I've done that with a person. Amen? Didn't even, didn't even know it at the time. Wasn't really thinking about it. It was up to him at that point. But I get calls from people and they tell me, you know what? This isn't happening anymore. My back doesn't hurt anymore. Praise God. Amen? Amen. It is. Mark 11, 20, 22 through 24. Mark 11, 20. This is scriptures we all know and should know. Mark 11, 22 through 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. We know that that is have the God kind of faith. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Amen? Amen. Pretty simple, isn't it? We all know this and can most likely quote it, but do we truly believe it? That's the question. Amen? Do we truly believe it? But it is the principle... Okay, it is the principle to sow the, the, the seed of the word into our lives, and that's what we need to do with it. And that's what's going to grow up on the inside of you, and that's going to help you maintain your life and, and get more and more into the, to the image of Jesus, and that's our bottom line. <clears throat> that's where God wants us to be. But in doing all these things here, we can step closer and closer, okay? Okay. Uh, and it takes time and diligence to get to this point in life. We've got to keep heading that way. And we can't, you know, if you ever think about not doing something, I mean, it needs to be a day, day in, day out, day in, day. And people say, well, don't you get tired of that? Not if it's producing in my life. Do you get tired of going to work and making money? Most people don't. You know, they'll come in sick. Granted, I've had some people that don't come in when they're not even sick, so I understand that, especially in the last couple of years. But no, somebody that's diligent and somebody that has a purpose, they'll step into that. They'll roll out of bed every morning and start talking to themselves. You're not crazy if you talk to yourself. Actually, you're doing what you need to do. Amen? You need to talk to yourselves. And talk the word to yourself is what you need to talk. It's important. Amen? 
And first thing you need to tell yourself, you're more than a conqueror. And doesn't matter whatever the enemy brings at you, it's going to get whipped today. It'll be done. Beat him like a redheaded stepchild. We don't have any redheads in here, do we? Oh, okay. Consider this. He said it is truth, okay? We know that. And we know that everyone has different mountains to move in their daily lives, okay? So we need to meditate and speak so that we can believe and do. Okay? My mountain's not like Dr. Rich's mountain, okay? It's not the same mountain. But it is a mountain. And we know that's figuratively. But not only is it figuratively, but I know if you believe it, you can move a literal mountain. That's what he said. And I know it would cover that because it is truth. Amen? He stopped, it for, he stopped the storm on the sea, so I know he could move a mountain. But it's important. The time short, Jesus might ask us when we get there, what did you do with what I gave you? And we need, to, we need to be aware of that day to day because I think that question might be there. Amen? He's going to talk to us. Amen? It's better to talk to him now and hear him now and do what he wants us to do than for him to have to ask us that or something close to that. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right. Let's see here. Mark 16, Mark 16, 17 and 18. <clears throat> this is before he's getting ready to head to heaven. He's talking to his disciples. And he said, and these signs will follow those who believe. He said, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if any drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. All right? That's what he's left us to do, and he said he will be there. He will be there to fulfill what you do and complete it. Um, we know that he, is, he authors our faith, and he finishes our faith. Amen? If we check and these signs are following us, then we need, or they're not following us, then we need to go back to the, to the drawing board and find out why, okay? We need to get a check up and know why and how and if we are sliding backwards. Granted, you just might not have it under your belt, so that's just a little bit more work, okay? You just need to get back with it because it is, it is uh, it's something that we need to do. <clears throat> We don't need to worry about anything happening, okay? But go back and study and just brush up on it, you know? You know what the pool player said, Pete Mazarak, right? They asked him why he got so good. He said, practice, 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 practice. And we need to practice the word. That's how you get good at it. Amen? Amen. Let's finish in Romans 8, 29. Romans 8, 29. Hmm. It says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. 
that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. All right? That is our destiny. That is our goal. Our destiny is to be conformed to the image of his son. He's given us all these other things, and it talks about that, that he knows, he knows the human's nature, but he's given all, all these things for us, and as we take him and start and use our faith, when we get to the end of it, then we're going to be in the image of his son. And I'd like to do it while I'm here, not while I'm flying up into the air, okay? And it's going to take purpose for us too, but we can. Amen? Didn't he just say all things are possible? To him that believes. Amen. So it is important. So, all right. Keep that before us and, and uh, we can get headed, headed down his straight and narrow path and we can show the world who Jesus is by what we say and what we do. Amen. That ought to be our desire. Well, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, Lord. We thank you. One, that you have predestined us, Lord, to be just like Jesus. And we thank you for that, Lord. We praise you. We thank you that your word gets deep-seated within us, Lord, that it produces after its own kind. And it will have a harvest in our lives, Lord, that we can stand up and do what you've called us to do. We thank you. We praise you. Give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All you